I want to celebrate my oldest son, and then I'm going to have some fun in church. Is, are we allowed to have some fun? Okay, great. I don't come for my phone. Today is his birthday. Let's just give him a hand. He thinks he's the reason that I'm a dad. I disagree with him. I think the reason that I laid with his mom made me a dad. Okay, <laughs> okay. so I want us just to extend our hands to him. And Valalem is one of my other sons. And we're going to just sing as we sing to him in the mornings. This morning, he turned 16 today. 16 and um, has never been kissed. So now I'm embarrassing him. Okay, And um, I'm teaching my boys principles of being pure. Not because it's biblical, because of the word and the law. Because I tell them, preserve something pure for, for, for a time in your life that you will give it to someone, something that is of value. So I don't, children don't want to know, why aren't we allowed to have sex? I mean, that's the, the, the casual sex. I come in America, I go to America. Guys, can I speak for, straight forward? So when I go to America, I was sitting in a pool with youth, not Christian people. And I was at the hotel and I was swimming. And again, I've got tattoos, so the, the, the young people feel comfortable around me. And they would come and engage with me and say, hey, how are you? And tell me, what's this? And, and so I said to them, what? And they're here yeah, and they're doing this. And they said to me, well, we're having casual sex. In the, and I'm like, yes, okay, that's it. And I said, why would you want to give yourself to someone that don't ha have any commitment towards you? And you know what they, they said to me? It's the idea. There's, there's no relation. If I'm not in a relationship and I don't give my heart to someone, I'll never get hurt. Now, I want to tell you how this next generation, I'm part of that generation. I got hurt. We did stuff which was not supposed to be mentioned in church. But the fact is that if we teach our children the ways of God, not because of the law, because of your relationship, Jesus did not come to come and deal with sin. He came to restore the relationship with the Father. The main cause and reason, the reason why we want to live holy. Tim Keller, today I'm going to conclude, well, makes a statement and he says, it's all about the relationship. It's just about the relationship. So let's as a church family just extend our hands at Aiden as we want to bless him. And I'm going to ask afterwards, if you've got a word for him, he will record it and you can come and bless him with prophetic word. Donkey Willie. Morning, Morning everyone. So, so we're going to do, do three, three songs. songs. First of all, starting with happy birthday. Then we're going to go with feels geluk. And then we're going with lack of fear. So sing with me, please. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Aiden. Happy birthday to you. Feels very few people with his humble personality and the fact that he's got so much love. 
Hij is eindelijk een introvert. Ik kruim hier nog bij school. Ik preek bij school. Ik voel omdat ik dan zei. En dan denk ik mezelf, waar kom jij vandaan? Hij rijdt daar achter. Ik zeg, yes, je weet niet zo. Jij hebt moeite gekregen. Je moet je maar afgekijken. Want je hebt het niet van mij gekregen. Maar ons zien hier, love je bol. En um, ons is trots op je op man wat je is. Amen. Ik vraag van wat wil jij even zijn verjaardag? Dit is, dit is moeilijk om precies te jaren. Ik kan gaan zitten. Wat wil jij even je birthday? En um, weet je wat, 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 wat zegt mij? Zoek een <laughs> so, um, so, hy is nou 16, ons gaan nou, ek, ek het nou vrijdag gevat om te gaan kijk of ons kan aanzoek doen vir sy ID te sel, hy moet nou eerst vandag vir jaar, so ons gaan nou morgen weer probeer sy ID kry, en kan hy sy paspoort uitsorteer, en dan, dan kan hy aanzoek doen vir sy dedicated sports licensie om te skiet, en sy pilot's license, so sterkte met die journey. Ek soek vinnig vier paas met julle seens, asjeblief staan op in die skam wees nie, um, hierdie is die basis, mannelijke take wat moet verricht word in huis, um, swaarie, jy is om een genaamheid of jy het wil weet of nie daar achter kom, julle vir my voor en toe, Christian, julle, um, swaarie, julle is, kom, julle vir my gevrig voor en toe, ek het, ek moes hierdie planke karate chop, want ek kon nie op een ander manier hierdie goed breek, ek is glad nie handig nie, julle is vir die wat nie geweet het nie, um, Ek gaan julle gegevind, ek het verduidelik, dit is so'n simpel taak, elkeen van julle moet een hammer vir, vir elke span, twee, en um, hierdie is vir my, dus dat ek net kan illustreer wat moet gebeur. Oké, okay, dan Derek, is daar sy pa en is een pa, en is een akkoord nog, um, ouwens, dan gaan ek julle naam nie uit, wil jy wil ons een kopboeskouwer ouw wees, kom voor en toe ouw, en as jy nie, as jy, bring jou, bring jou zwaar som, julle twee so pas teammates, en ongelukkig gaan het by als het jy in sy bout moet vat, so, dit, dit is een klein bykie awkward, daar sy nou swarie, die ewers ons in die boshofs, um, wie, wie wil ek nog hier so naam nie uit, wie like het om op die spot gesit te word en awkward te wees, mag ek kenige een van julle, Oké, okay, kom ons het sommer net daar. Tian, kom jy en hy vir my. Jylle twee nieuwe mense. Tian, jy is nie so niet nie, maar kom ons, kom ons maak het net awkward, want ek wil het awkward maak. Ouwens met baard, jy is moes elektrisch en jy moet weet hoe die goeders werk. Oké, okay, so, um, ek gaan jylle net mooi vraag nie, wat wil jylle doen, moet asjeblief nie King Price goeders breek nie, want ek moet maandag kom verduidelik, so daar is dit. Oké, okay, so dit is baie eenvoudig. Oké, okay, so ons het die papa beer, dit is die groot lepel, jylle kan bepaal wie dit is. Ek stel voor in jylle geval ruil, jylle twee om net om wat het van is. Oké, okay, oké, okay. so die een ou moet gloves aantrek, dit is so simpel, dat enige ou kan gloves aantrek, so trek jou gloves aan, jy gaan ons het twee minuten om die ding te laat afspeel, nee. nadat jy die gloves aangetrek het, moet jy jou vriend, moet jy om keibel taai, achter sy rug, so, jy moet sy handen achter sy rug sê, daar is een washer, daar is twee keibel taai in die ding, sorry for my Afrikaans, the guys. Oké, okay, so jy kybeltaai die ou achter sy rug vast, dier die washer. So die washer moet die middelpunt wees. Ek gaan net kyk of jy luister die opdracht, so dit gaan iets as die like dan nou. Yes. Die ou wat die gloves aan het, moet die kybeltaais aan sit. Oké. Okay. Ja, achter sy rug. Achter sy rug. Het is baie makkelijker om zwanger te raak, as dit wat ek van van jou verwacht. Ek heb die ouwens, jylle twee minuute. Wat, waarvoor staan jy en kyk ou? Jy moet nie nou sikkel nie. Oké, okay, die, die keibeltaai moet achter jou paas rug uit, en check jy dit let recht doen, waar is my seens? Oké, okay, so jy moet, ja, so wat nou gaan gebeur is, jy sit die keibeltaai, achter sy rug, so vast, die hand, gaan nou so daardoor, oké, okay, en die ander ene, moet weer daardoor. 
Okay, so, met, okay, so jy weet nou precies wat om te doen. Doe het met jou dlaafs. Ek wil van net een hevelik zwenk, um, is wanneer jy met, as jy met, um, wat nou mense het, bakhandskoene, wat sê dat kosmokhandskoene, as jy frase braak en losmok met jy van die handskoene, dan sê actually jy lukke. Okay, dit is so vinnig een hevelik zwenk. Ok, nadat jy dit gedoen het, moet jy vir jy ou die bout in die moer gee, en hy moet achter sy rug die bout losmaak, terwyl jy die, die twee skroewe in die plank indraai en die spijker inkap. Die ou wat eerste klaar is met dit, mag sy ballon oplaas, sonder om sy ballon te baas. Dit is simpel, dit is baie eenvoudig ouwens. Ok, so, jy te, jy te, ja, jy moet nie handskoen aan nie. Oké, okay. maar dit, dit, maak nie, dit maak nie saak nie, probeer met, met, <laughs> oké, okay. so ek weet geveel van ek sê, uit die opdracht uit, he. hierdie ou moes twee kuibeltaai, een kuibeltaai, met die arm gehad het, een kuibeltaai, met een washer in die middel, oké, okay. is jy recht, kom ons kijk gevraag, daar is recht, daar is recht, yes, ja, daar ou moet aanwees, die ou wat naar die kuibeltaai aan het, moet asjeblief die bout in die moer vat, wat in sy sakkie is, en hy moet om losdraai, so, jy kan om help om vir hom daai ene aan te gee, Hy moet hom losdraai. Oké, okay. jy moet nou die plank vat en jy moet die spijkers indraai. So daar is vir jou twee spijker inslaan. Geef hom een hammer, asjeblief. Kom ons bemoedig hier die ouwens, jy het nog so 30 sekondes oor om hierdie situasie te maak werk. Oor die ouwens, dit is nie een familie attempt nie, dit is twee mense attempt en jy mag hier die ding in die ding vast spijker, jy moet die ding kan loskruis, waar as jy hem los het, kan jy hand losmaak, en dan kan jy ballon oplaas, die ouwe met die grootste ballon wen, sonder het in baas. Ok, wei, 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 tafel, 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 dit is die een, die een opdracht. Jy kan nie die ouwe aantrek, maar jy kan hulle nie vat nie. Ok, is jy by die bout ou? Ek is uiteindig by hom. Ok, jy is bezig om hom, you, you are getting it. Draai hom vast, ek stel voor, doe net op die grond, moet asjeblief nie nog, jy, jy moet die, ding, die, die skroewe kan nie al twee inwees nie. Ok, blaas hom op, blaas hom op, hoekom is jou hande los? Die hande moet werk. Hy krij dit recht. Hierdie ouwe is bezig om die ding recht te kry hier so. Wie? As jy hom los het, dan kan jy jou hande los snij. Ok, so jy is uit die guy, my swaar. Gaat, sy gaat. Daar is niks van gaat in die... Hy het gecheat, hy het een family attempt gehad. Ek het hy skroewe moet vol ingedraai wees.
Nou, dit zal ook werk. Ik zal veel manuals stuur. Hoe de weten dat jij hier die recht krijgt, dude? Waar is een die die hele idee is dat het met impossible is. Oké, hij moet die grootste in de wijn. Ze mag zeker. Hier is hier is dus rechtig kerkmentaliteit, nee? Wat is mooi? Ik heb geweerd gaan gebeuren. Die claim was op die grootste. Kost check wie die grootste in? Oké. Wat is goed? Je hebt twee ballonnen. Oké. Het is al Maar ik weet veel dat zin het nee. Als je enige man in een groepsactiviteit zit in een competitie om te rennen, dan raak je ons very serious. De ernstige facial expressions doen het voor mij. Well done. Oké. Kom eens meteen die twee ballonnen laten elkaar. Ik moet zeggen, oké, okay, zo so basis die reels was die volgende wees. Die ouders was volgens dat men niet tafel zeer te maken. Span in kon dit duidelijk hier recht krijgen. Dan moest al die schroeven een gedraai geweest zijn. Ik heb wel een schroef gegeven wat de vierkantige en is wat jij dit pretty much impossible was. Ik denk, um, kom eens meteen gaan net gedraaien ballonnen. Wie zijn ballonnen die groot zijn? Dus net zien met dit gegele ballonnen. Oké. Okay. Oké, okay, maar die, die, die in de lijn, so amper, amper is af. Oké, okay, kom ons, oké, okay, kom ons net die persoon Boshoff combinatie daar aan de klap, wel dan jullie. Um, oké, okay, die, die hele idee was, jullie is baie welkom te gaan sit, kom ons net vir ons mans allemaal net aan de klap. Die hele idee was vanochtend, was om ouwens van verschillende. jy het ouwens wat elektricians is, jy het ouwens wat in IT is, jy het ouwens wat in die bediening is, en die gevolg is dit is, dat vir ouwe opdracht te gee en te verwacht dat hy dit moest maak, die hele idee wat toe God ons hier op aarde gesit het, was nie die feit dat ek en jy dit perfectly so kon recht krijgen. nie. En vanochtend, as ek so kyk na dit simpel opdracht, trek een paar gloves aan, maak een moer achter jou rug los, sit keibel thuis om beide jou handen dier een washer, sit jou eindelijk in een positie waar een simpel opdracht, niet uitgevoerd kan worden, of als gevolg van omstandigheden, en omdat je niet die rechte tool zet, ga je bij zekere goed niet uitkomen. Nie. En ik weet niet wie van jullie het al zo so in je leven gevoeld heeft, jij pak alles aan, en dan voel het niet alsof jij niet deerkomt. Nie. If you just don't make it. That's one of the, the, the lessons that the Lord had to tell me was, is not to get every shot perfectly hit, but to be in perfect unity with the one that told you to do it. 
I did not get everything right in ministry. I did, did not get everything right in my marriage. I did not get everything right. This morning, Marie was giving a testimony and she said she got a zero rate. She got a 50% rate for Mother's Day. And it's not because she's, she's wanting anyone's sympathy. It is that when life goes wrong, sometimes life does go wrong. And then we tend to have excuses. So I remember myself, I was telling the story, driving with my, in my father's car, the aircon on, having the smell of Aramis, being in this, this relationship where my mom and my, 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 my dad got divorced and it was totally dysfunction. I felt totally displaced. And then my father um, went and he parachuted and he fell on his knee and he got a lymphoma um, conquer. What's that in English? Lymphoma cancer. And the only thing that the doctor said to him is you have to amputate your leg. And, you, and he made a statement. He said he was not going to go through life as a half a man. So one of his decisions in life became my greatest pains because I had to go through life without a man because he wasn't willing to be half a man. Because a man has determined how many legs he has or how big is his muscles or what is the size of his male parts. That makes you a real man, isn't it? That was one of the questions of life that I had to struggle with because I had to figure out what it means to be a man and what it is to be a father. And how can we make it succeed? And the only thing that I had to revert to was reading the basic instructions before leaving earth. You all know what that is. It's the Bible. I started reading the Bible. And after I had an encounter with God, and I had an encounter with the Father. One of the things, the second encounters that healed me the most was the fact that I had my older son. When I took him in my arms and I loved that boy and I counted his toes and his fingers and I saw that he's a boy. I knew that he was a boy before he knew he was a boy. My, I, I have family who's, who's uncertain about stuff. I said to him, you're a boy, man. And... Um, as I hold him in my hands, I knew deep in my heart, my dad could not feel any different about me than I'm feeling about him. And something healed my heart. So this morning, as we are celebrating fathers on Father's Day, I want to say to you, it's not getting everything right. It's not that your children call you every week. It's not the fact that you had everything in perfect order. It is the fact that you are willing to say, Lord, I want to come close. I want to draw close. And this morning, as I'm going to start, it's already quarter past 10, um, and I'm starting with my intro. So, <coughs> so um, I'm going to just, I'm going to send you the notes on the group. And you're welcome to read through the notes. Hello, Shari. As I'm going to read, I'm going to send you, and you can work through the notes, but there's a few principles that I had to, to do. And this morning, the first thing I want to lay was that there's two different times. Who knows that there's two different timelines? You've got chronological time, chronological time, which means today, Aiden just turned 16 today, and next year he'll be 17, the year after he'll be 18, 19, 20 going on. It's chronologically, it, it works. But God doesn't work in chronological time. God's also not fixed in time. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. Amen? He's out of time. So then we've got something that we call um, uh, Kairos time. And Kairos time is the time where in God functions. His time. 
It's a different timeline. It's a different time zone. I've heard stories of people. I mean, I was always wondering, okay, right, I, my father's now been dead for 35 years or 30 years or 25, I'm not sure. And, um, and I th then I thought to myself, okay, right, where is he now sitting? And what's happening to the dead? And people feel insecure about death. Tomorrow will be the celebration of one of my best friends that's passed away a year ago. And his wife and his children and myself, even my own heart. I remember last year when I got the news on Father's Day, 3 o'clock in the morning. I went and I got into the shower and I was sitting on the shower floor crying because I loved him. He was a dear, dear friend to me. He, he worked in the vineyard. He labored with me. In my most difficult times, he labored with me. And I've got the highest respect and regard towards him. And I celebrate fathers. He's one of my mentors and fathers in my life. A guy that really had great in, input in my life. And then the Lord spoke to me and he said to me, you know what, Matthias, the problem is that we don't understand what, if we can understand the following, that everything was done before the foundation of the earth. The Bible said that before the foundations of the earth was laid, Christ was already crucified. We knew that. God interpreted everything that was going to go wrong before everything went wrong, and he made the plan, and he left us with no excuse to stand up. I'm not going to read through all the scriptures because of time, but 1 Peter 1.19 says that, um, For he was chosen and destined for this before the foundation of the earth was laid, but he has been made manifest in these last days for you. So what's manifesting? We are manifesting in time, but who knew that you were formed in your mother's womb before the creation? Because when he was on the cross, you were on his mind. Amen? So there's not... In, we can be in our time, things are playing down in chronological time. But in God's time, everything is complete. When Jesus said it is complete, it's finished, it means that the full work is complete. And that means that there's nothing lacking on your end. There's nothing missing on your part. If you think of Revelation 13.8, and it makes a statement, before he was crucified before the foundations of the earth. Isaiah 46 verse 9, just hear this. Remember the former things of old. Um, for I am God and um, there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning. He's declaring already from the beginning what was happening in the end. How? What was he meaning by that scripture? He was prophesying about the cross of Jesus that was going to bring a completeness towards us who understands that we are beloved because of what the Son has done. So he's declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient time things not yet done. It's not manifested in their time. 730 years before Jesus came, Isaiah prophesied in the chances of his prophecies coming into fulfillment is winning the lotto 33 million times in a row. Amen? And all those prophecies came to, to, to fulfillment to the T, like a lamb that's been taken. Amen? And he's saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. Who's doing the work here? God. He's bringing things into fulfillment. He's making a promise and he's giving us the surety that he's going to do it. He's going to accomplish it. This he, it's his plans. It's all about him. Who's realized that when we get into this picture, it's all about God. 
this father, and you know what he did from the beginning? My starting point this morning, he took away your excuse so that you won't be able not to draw near. That you would not stay in the place where you are. Not have the excuse, but Lord, I was molested, I was hurt, I got damaged, I got betrayed, I, I lost my business, Lord, I've got cancer, whatever it might be, to lose your excuse and your identity for ease. That's what the gospel, the good news of Jesus is all about. Listen to Ephesians 1 verse 3, and guys, the book of Ephesians, Colossians, Galatians is absolute the epic of Paul's writings. Listen to this. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father. Every spiritual gift. Who of you have heard people say that they've got a special gift? People think that God chooses certain people out and He gives them more gifts. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will gift out the gifts as it's needed. So when you get to the sick and they need to get prayed for, guess what? If I lay my hand on the sick, it's not the power in me, it's the power of God. I'm laying my hands on the sick. I'm being obedient to what God is saying, and that's going to have an effect. The manifestation of God's glory is faithful towards His Word, not my words. God is being faithful towards His Word, what He has said from the beginning. And he's taken away your excuse. You know what the prophet said in Isaiah? He said, man, I'm a man of unclean lips. And the Lord said, what's your story? Guys, I want to tell you, your excuse doesn't qualify or disqualify God to move. Your sin, your sin does not disqualify God to want to move. I tell you, I've heard preaching. I've been around the block. People speaking about the Holy Spirit like a dove. Yeah, he came in the form of a dove. And you moet hem nie bedroef nie, want hy vlieg weg. Hy is net so aan sy weg. It's not the truth. I will leave you a helper who will never leave nor forsake you. He does not go away because of what you do. He stays faithful even if you are not. That's the good news. That's the goodness of God that led me to repentance. His kindness is what's bringing me closer. Is the fact that he is willing to walk with me. And I feel so ashamed like Adam and I want to hide. And he says, just come close. Let me just hold you. Let me just tell me how much I love you. Let me just reveal my plans that I have for you. But my plan is so far from your gedachten gedachtes van die Amen. My plans is not your plans. I want to say to you this morning, if I look at this and I look all through Scripture, I want to tell you the Holy Spirit doesn't go away because of you working through a crisis. The Holy Spirit... He's with you when you've got cancer. He's with you whenever you stuff things up. And people always ask me, are you giving people an excuse to sin? No, they were sinning in any case. They weren't asking my permission to sin. They were sinning. I'm just telling them that when you have done it, don't feel and stay away. Come close. Isn't that the good news? Who feels liberated by that? Listen here. The Father of our Lord Jesus... Okay, so now he spoke about this gift. Who believes? I want to tell you, I've got all the gifts. I've functioned in all the gifts. I've prayed for the sick. I've seen the sick. I've seen the dead raise. I promise you. I've seen it in my life. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears. I've, I've, I've witnessed while a friend of mine, who was the least of the ark guys, we went to India, 
en hij was die stout gat wat net twee weken terug nog zo gerook he. And he was with me in India and he prayed for a, a woman that was lying. En hij stond in die vrouw op en sy begin loop. I witnessed it. En I'm like, jyre, as jy iemand moest gebruik het, hoekom hom? Hoekom hom? That's not right. And you know why? Because God will use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Because it's not about you, it's about him. I mean, let's give him a hand. Yeah. Listen here. This is the reason why he will give you the gifts. Who's, who's in need of gifts? I'm a father. I can act up until today. I don't, I must tell you, I'm not, when I was young, I was very blessed by gifts. These days, I get emotional. I get more emotional because of love gifts of my wife. As I go to the house and I have a special thing to do, and she has my hymn and she lets my bed out, then I like. Okay? This is my special. But it's not about having all the, I can tell you all the gifts in the world is not necessarily going to bless you. That's not my desire. L listen here, how do we get to the gifts? All because he sees us wrapped into Christ. You're so consumed by Christ. You're so pursuing this Jesus that it doesn't matter what your status was before you started chasing him because now you're entering into the gift realm. You are gifted because of what you are in him. Weet jylle wat is die vaders hart? Is a all-consuming heart. Is a hart wat kom en sê, Jere, ek is devoted aan u. Ek gaan, Jere, ek, ek wil vir oogend u soek. Ek honger en doors vir u gerechtigheid. Weet jylle dat David die stuk skryf? In a time frame in his life, where he stuffed things up. I hunger and thirst for you. When last have you been hungry? When last have you been hungry to come to the Father? For what the father's house. In Luke 15, the son was saying to himself, what benefits is there in my father's house? Which I can't even have here. Amen? Um, verse 4. And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself, even before he laid the foundations of the universe. What I'm talking about this morning. He joined us in Jesus before he laid the foundations. Who is a co-head with Jesus? I want to say to you, the church is walking with an insecurity complex. There's more bipolar in people in the church because they don't know who they are and what they represent. So they're feeling insecure and unloved. I want to say to you, the only thing we need to do in the church is, I'm not, I believe in super meetings. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe as we pray this morning, God can heal you because God, that's what God does. You step into His presence, He heals you. I tell people, you don't come to the front for prayer, you come for healing. Why? Because He's the healer. You're not coming to me, you're coming for walking out in faith. You, you, you have an encounter with Jesus and everything happens. You're in a mess, you call on the name, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be. They shall be saved. So listen, He chose us before the, as His very own, joining us to Himself, even before He laid the foundation of the universe. Because of His great love, he ordained us. Okay? Because of His great love, He ordained us. Who of you are ordained? Well, do not do dub flags. <laughs> I want to say to you, you are ordained. Weet jylle ons allemaal het een bediening gekry? Die bediening van reconciliatie. To reconcile people back to the cross. 
that's, that's the reason why God didn't take you when you said, Lord, here am I, I believe in you. Because he's left you in the ministry. And you can be in IT, Willem, but you are in ministry. Your foremost, your, uh, any other thing you do is a secondary thing you do after being a son. After being uh, 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 just his loving, beloved son. So you can be a carpenter, but being beloved. And out of being beloved, you operate. You know what the problem is? It's the prosperity teaching. Because only the guys with the big Mercedes has God put his hand on them. He's blessed them. Bull dust. Your, your God does not determine God's love for you. Okay? And even if you have 20 cars, doesn't make you more blessed than the guy next to you. And you're not more favored. Because God is not a respecter of persons. And the only reason why you have what you have is of His grace. And nothing of that counts as soon as you, you, you give your last breath. And that's what I love about Ark. It's a place where we all are equal. When I step in there, I'm equal with them. The man of stature, when I, when I went to Reinhard Bonk, you know what he told me? He said to me, come and walk shoulder to shoulder with me in the vineyard. I thought to myself, man, you're a legend. I want to say to you, we've got this idea of these guys are more Christian. And if I pray harder, if I get up at five, then maybe the Lord will answer. And then you get up at five and then you think to yourself, maybe if I got up at half past four, trying to, to perform and please the Lord, what can I do, Lord, so that you can approve and love and be more faithful? The Lord's already faithful. He ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in His eyes. Who's holy here this morning? Be holy for I am. I want to tell you you're holy. You can't be more holy than what you are this morning. Jy kan nie meer heilig word. Ek het al prediking geluister op heiligmaking. Jy kan, jy kan groei in jou verstandhouding van heiligmaking, van righteousness, but you can't be more righteous than what you are right now. You can't be more righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You can grow in your understanding of righteousness of what you have become, but you can't be more righteous. Lucky be black. Exactly. You can't be more black than you are. You're black. I'm white. I can make that statement with these guys because we, there's no racial thing between us. They'll tell you I kiss them. I love them. So we are holy because he's holy. Amen? So I'm not going to go through this whole thing, but in Genesis 5, we see the generations where God is speaking about the genealogy of Adam. And he calls it the book. The book of Genesis is called the book of generations. Isn't that significant? We are speaking about Father's Day today. The book of generations and where, where we see where our origin is from. But our origin should have never been from Adam. Because Adam was made in whose image? So we were supposed to be the image bearers of God. That was what, what our original purpose and design was for. Instead of we started looking to the flesh and trying to figure out, so we determine I'm African or I'm this or I'm that. I want to tell you, I've lost all my identity. Paul says, born of the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised on the eighth day, a Pharisee of Pharisees. I count it all as nonsense. It means nothing. Matthijs, it says BMWs, acht Mercedes, 
twee Rolls Royce en ek het vier, vier reise. Well done. Great. So how many people do you pray for? How many people are in the kingdom because of that? Have you made room for someone to take, give lodging for them? Do you have a heart for the kingdom? Have you seen a widow? I had a, a, my mom driving a bicycle. And I was weeping. I said, Lord, I, my mom should not drive. I was praying, trusting the Lord. You know what? Somebody came and they blessed her with a car. I said, Lord, this is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. I've seen God's goodness. So this whole book of, of Genesis, in Genesis 5, it's speaking about Adam and Adam fathered this guy. And, and he had two sons, Cain and Abel, which he didn't father. Guess what they end up doing? The one killed the other one. And then he had this, this third son, and the Bible says he fathered many sons and daughters, but he started fathering Seth. And what does it mean to father? I want to tell you, to father is to lay down identity of in whose likeness you are. So I'm not trying to tell my boys you must be pastors because I'm a pastor. I'm not telling them they must box because I'm a boxer. I'm telling them, you need to do what God has called you to do and find your purpose and destiny. And now I'm giving them direction into the likeness of God because they are called for something much more significant than I, I'm called for. So we see this book of generations. Then we've got this whole book of numbers, which speaks of all the genealogies of Israel. And their fathers, and this one was fathered by this man, and this one was fathered by... Who's ever read through that book? Just like, man, I read through Numbers once, and I said to the Lord, can we please take that out of the Bible? It doesn't make sense. Okay? And it was like the third book I read. And I was so annoyed. I said to myself, well, I'm not going to understand. I can't even understand the names. Okay? There's a reason why people change names. I know it doesn't work with our budget, but bloody hell, you need to change some names. Okay? And when I read through this book of Numbers, the one thing I saw was God's heart for family. And when you have a father which lies lays down identity, I was fathered. The one thing I can tell you today is that I didn't necessarily always have the best fathers, but I was fathered. I know today who I am in Christ Jesus. I do believe that my marriage is a reflection of God's grace upon my life because I'm fathered. I've been taught in certain things. I've, there's certain principles that I believe in because I was fathered. And the only thing, I know that this card gets overplayed and people manipulate this whole spiritual father thing. Many times it gets manipulated, but it's the one thing that I firmly believe in is that you need to father a generation. We need to have this responsibility to say, Lord, we're going to father people. I want to say to you, I don't believe, when Jesus was speaking to the disciples, he was speaking out of an Old Testament point of view when he spoke about discipleship. The church is running discipleship programs. Discipleship programs is run on the basis of mentors. I believe we should have fathering places. If you have true fathers that sits down with you and say, man, listen here, and he's earned the right to speak into your life, then you will hear. You will take the counsel. Amen. So what, what makes people want to listen to you? The fact that you are willing to lay down your life for them. You know that Jesus benefited nothing from coming to earth. He only gave. So God asked me, Matthias, where are you giving yourself out where you don't benefit? And that's why we have Ark. Because I don't benefit from Ark. I've had a few lunches there and I, they gave me a bread and a chicken or something like that. 
But I don't benefit. I don't draw salary from there. Marie, you don't go. You, you go there because you serve. It, 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 it costs you money to go there. And the Lord asked me, said to me, you know what, true, what the true meaning is of someone that's been fathered is when you've got the ability to give yourself away at the cost of yourself. You show me a father who's more into himself than into his wife or his children. And I'll tell you if he's a true father or not. And the fact that you've reproduced doesn't mean that you're a father. Reproduction isn't, isn't a characteristic that I place on fatherhood. Fatherhood is something that you do because you walk and you lay down your life. I want to say to you, man, children are the most selfish things you get. And if you've got a whole church full of them, they phone you at 3 o'clock in the morning. And then, hulle wil weet, was door? My vrou like nie dit nie. Not that I'm speaking of being in Eden. Philippians 4.11. Now, um, listen here. This is Paul. Paul is a guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So on the basis of everything just going right, listen to his argument. Not that I'm speaking of being in need. So that's not the reason why I'm having this conversation. For I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I want to tell you this morning to be content. Amen? You know, I'm content. I'm, I'm trusting the Lord. We, we're trusting the Lord. We, we, one of these days, we'll be moving to Pretoria because that's where we are functioning. So how God's going to do it, I don't know yet. I'm walking in faith, not by sight. I'm not, and I'm not hinting for anything. Uh, for anyone, if you have houses which, which you want to give away, you can give it away, but it's not a hint. But the fact is, so uh, I said to my wife, we're going to walk by faith and we're going to trust the Lord because the Lord opens doors and he's, he's the ultimate one that's faithful in the ministry. So I believe in him. And listen here, I'm content in this situation. Might I be frustrated? Well, yes. Many days when I have to do planning and I have to pl plan two hours in advance to do stuff here, I get frustrated. But frustration is sometimes a good thing in our lives because it challenges us to walk in faith and not by sight. It, it puts an urge in our hearts to pray and call on the name of the Lord. It places desire in our hearts to come closer. For suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character produces hope. And that's ultimately what I want to see. Listen to Paul now. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. I've had everything and I've lost everything. Who's been there? Anyone? In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. You know what we should teach the church? There's a time in your life where you might be the richest guy in church, and there must be, there's a time in life where you need to come and collect the parcel. And either one, it doesn't matter what season of your life you might be, praise the Lord in that season. And then we are faithful towards one another. I remember I was in the, there was a stage where I was in need of church parcels. Is there anyone who, is, who can just agree with me? I had to say, Lord, man, I, I don't know. I remember we had uh, the, the youth of a mission at our house, and we were living on two liter milk for three weeks. And mushroom soup. Ons het het kom, pick and pay, Christian, flew out mushrooms. And I, I took this, all these mushrooms to the orphanage. And they said to me, listen, they're black people. They said, no, we don't eat these mushrooms. <laughs> so I was making mushroom soup, mushroom this, in, in, in faith. I was making mushroom sauce. We're going to have steak. So every lunch we had, had mushrooms either. <laughs> My children love mushrooms. And the Lord was faithful. 
And we fed these guys. We made mushroom soup and we ate. And every day God provided. Um, Heidi Baker sits in, in, in Pemba in Mozambique. And she'll tell the people, she say, what, what are you, what, are you hungry? Lucky, what do you want? John, what do you want? He say fish. He says chicken. She wants steak. Okay, right. Let's pray. Let's say thank you. The next moment, the people starts bringing fish, chicken, steak. That's God, guys. In Africa. You think you can't get steak in Africa? Go. Go walk by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Amen. There's no lack, no need. A woman. And this is the scripture. Listen here. Yeah, I've learned the secret of facing plenty, hungry, hunger, abundance, and need. Then verse 13, which we always quote out of context. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I've heard many people going on a rugby match. Man, we can do all things through. Yeah, but can you lose like a champion? Amen. Can you lose your house like a champion? That's what Paul's talking about. The context of this is that can you praise God even if your daughter is dead? I was dead. I had to say, Lord, now I'm choosing to praise you. I'm not feeling like lifting my hands. I'm going to praise you. In all things, I've learned to be content. And that is what true fathership is about. If we can understand, God is not out there to get you. But He'll use each and every situation in your life to draw close to you. He'll wants to, he wants to come close. Met alle Yet it was kind of you to share in my trouble. And I'm not going to go through the whole things. Matthew 7, 11. If you imperfect, and where he's talking about it, he says, If you imperfect fathers know how to do good, how much more not your heavenly father? So today we're celebrating Father's Day, but I want to say to you, the greatest father that we should be celebrating every day is right above us, and he's in it for you. Amen? And he's not into this whole gift thing that you need to come close and bring your gift or your tithe so that he would approve of you. He already approves of you. So why do I bring my tithe then, Matthias? Aren't you scared the people won't tithe? No. You do things because you love. I bring my Frau Blomer, want I moet Wilhelm, when he started walking around with me, I told the guys this morning, he brought me some rusks this morning. He knows my favorite rusks. Thank you, Wilhelm. I'm going to display it. There's my rusks. And... Um, but when I just met him, whenever he did something wrong, he brought me rusks. And I said to him, you're not allowed to bring a sin offer. This is not the Old Testament. I don't want you to bring sin offers. As that your man for your blomme bring out a sonde offer out, what need does it have? Does it now make it, make it die ding reg? No. You bring it out of a, a reverence towards the person. And I want to say to you, that the fact that I get rusk or not does not change me or make me like him more or love him more. I've, I love him already. He doesn't need to do anything for me to love him. And that's me being an earthly father. How much more not our heavenly father? Amen? Now, Marie touched on something again this morning, and, um, which I'm preaching about. She was, she was, said, Aaron's, let's say, Toegang tot my earpost, so don't go. So they call us the nameless, faceless, fatherless generation. I want to respond to that this morning because the, the biggest struggle in the church is that we are nameless. Knowing I had to figure out, when I was a young boy, I had to figure out, visa van a 
my father, my grandparents went and fetched my father at the hospital. There was an accident. My grandfather died immediately. My grandma three days later. My father seven weeks later. And now I'm previously disadvanced. I was angry with God. Where's this God of love? Then my mom got cancer and I thought to myself, yes, Aki, everything my grandparents, they told me about this God of love. What an idiot. He couldn't even help himself off the cross. How's he going to help me? That's the statements that I made. I was angry and hurtful. And you know what? Even my childish insecurities did not even excuse God to hit me with thunder. He was still into me, sold out on me, chasing after me, loving me, not taking any excuse that I would throw towards him. You know what he said to me one day when I got saved? He said to me, you are a fine Christian, but you don't know who you are. Because I'm thrown by every wave of opinion that everyone gives me. And everything shakes me. And everything moves me. And you know why we need all these pills and why we can't sleep at night? Because we don't know who we are in Christ Jesus. We do not know how he feels about us. We do not know how much we satisfy him. And how much delight he takes in us. So we're always trying to please him and do something so that he would approve and that we will get his attention. You know what? One of the most difficult things, the past two weeks we were on vacation. On Monday when we had to leave again, my baby girl was throwing up. And so we decided to, we were staying at home. And then we, I had one morning when I was 9 uur in the bed. I can't even say that I was not going to get out of the bed until 9 uur in the morning in the bed. Ek leen hy koude ding, ek leen my die wijkie so oor, maar ek sê jyre, dankie vir die koude. And I felt, at first, I felt guilty. Because I'm, a, I need, I, I'm driven by the fact that I need to do things. And I've got a lot of things that I need to do, I'm quite busy. And I, at first, I felt guilty. And then I want to have excuses. And you know what the Lord said to me? Stop making excuses, just enjoy the moment. I want to cuddle with you under the, under die, die duwei. Yes, and I climb in. And I, because now I feel I need to get up. I need to go and pray. I need to take my Bible. I need to do, I've got now five hours today. I need to do Bible study. You know what I did? I got into the bed. I was like speaking, having conversation with the Lord. I was not reading my Bible. I got tugged up. And after that, and I felt him hold me. And after doing that, I was watching a movie. And not movies, what their choices was. Some of them were my choices. And then we played games. And I said to myself at a stage, and I said to the Lord, Lord, thank you that I'm out of this performance-based idea that what I do is only pleasing and acceptable. I am pleasing and acceptable to God. The reason, the, the, the fact that God has just given me the grace this morning to breathe is making me pleasing and acceptable to Him. He chose to count my head. It's not a big job in my case. But he chose to, to, to count my head. Not on my head. <laughs> but they call us the nameless generation. Listen here, Philippians 2 verse 9 says, Because of, your, of that obedience, God exalted him. That's Jesus we're talking about. And he multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. So now Jesus has this name Above every name. And do you guess by whose name we are branded? If you ever have to, had to see me without a shirt, you'll see on my chest. Because when I place this tattoo on my chest, 
I said, when I had to go, when I, if I, I know I'm going to grow, ek geloof nie, ek gaan ooit weer doodgaan. Ok, ek sien kobus van Rensburg nie. I don't believe I'm dying, I will ever die. The Bible says you've died once, never to die again. So I believe I'm going to fall asleep one day. Okay? That sleep, and I'm not going to wake. I'm going to go to my father. And then when they put me on the orthopsy table, man, that's going to be a, a sight and a half. I thought, to them, I thought to myself, how am I going to make it interesting for these guys? So that they'll have a ball of a time. They must have a great time while they examine, and they take out my guts and figure out what was wrong, because I don't know how I'm going to die. And I said to myself, well, the one thing I want to do is I'm going to put Jesus on my chest. Okay, so when you cut me open one day, it's going to say, Jesus. <laughs> okay? And they can look at my lungs and say, yes, okay, this oak did not smoke. Man, I don't know if everything is going to be pleasing and acceptable and they will make jokes of me, but at least I will be confronting to them. And, um, I've, and I, I mean, I get it a lot in church. People will tell me, why do you have tattoos? I say, well, why do you have stickers on your car? Okay? One day I drove in Don Colin Harris' account, and I said, Tani, where I come, and said, fur op haar ding, and said, a silver tissue box daarvoor, and all of the poppies in the car after, and the poppies mag so. And I came out, I said, for Carly, heerlijkheid, I had never seen that this type of thing. This is so common for me. And I talk about this thing, and I can't even talk about it, and we go out, and we come out, and we stand in the car, and I said, heer, this is common. And I took my card, and I said, heer, you don't understand passion. You call it common, because it does not fit what you like. But she's passionate. And she doesn't care what people think. Ek gaan elke, elke tweede week of week, gaan ek naar Jan Ellis' veilings toe, en dan tik het dan nie daar, wat karikies opkoop. And she'll pay 600 rand for a car. Small car. And nobody outbids her. Ek weet nie wat sy die geld kan, en blijk of sy geld het nie. Daar het dan nie koop elke karikie. Ek vraag van, wat doen jy met die karikies herkoop? Sy sê nie, sy sê dit nou huis. Ek sê van, so, wat, wat, sy, sy sê nie, jy verstaan, ek het miljoene karikies in die huis. Ek is soos heerlijkheid dan nie, Passion. You know what's lacking? is passion. You know what's lacking in your marriage? Passion. When I lost it, I thought it's about to grip. Let's say, let's rock. Passion. Renee, grip by anybody. I want to say to you the biggest problem in church is we're not passionate. We've lost our passion. The only reason why I'll pursue another woman is because I've lost passion for that one. It's passion. The only reason why your heart will be open is because you've lost your passion. And passion usually goes because of disappointment. Something happened that disappointed you. Nameless. Why are we nameless? Because we've not figured out who the Father is. I can speak about this for hours. Um, but I'm going to not do it. My wife is... Uh, hallelujah. I forgot to take up the offering. <laughs> because of the obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. And now has been given the greatest name. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone one day will submit, submit to this name. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim every language, Jesus Christ is the Lord, Yahweh bringing glory and honor to God the Father. The reason why we carry this name Jesus, why I am a Christian, why I, I am a, a son and a believer of Jesus Christ, is because in every realm I've got authority. Everything has been subjected to, towards 
the fact that I'm his son gives me total authority to go and move into any place, anything, address anything, every sickness and disease. And because of his name, because the glory is for him, it's not for me. And listen here, so that it will bring honor to who? To the Father. You know that the Father takes the light when we, when we call on the name of his Son? When we place faith in what we believe in. What we say we believe in. Okay, so I'm concluding. The fatherless generation. Matthew 3.17, this is the scripture I've given to my boys. And it's the scripture that I've given Aiden for his 16th birthday. I've made each of them a knife, and it's got this inscription. Then suddenly the voice of the Father shouted from the sky. Have you ever heard it so lovely? You are my beloved son. It shouted. It was not, I don't know, my son died. Wie toch by die rugby game gekryk en kry een skam vir jou pa? Slat om! Pietie, slat om! My ma was so. Dis jou hart op! Hart op, hart op! Sweer. My ma, my ma was so. Yes, dan kry ek skam. Maar weet ek, as ek so, ek, ek, sy my nie weet ek gaan na hart op. Ek staan eens achter en denk ek, as ek sê, ok, maar ek gret sal, dan spring ek weg, want ek weet my ma gaan. Yes, dan begin hy ma van skree. Weet jylle wat, passion. Passion. Sometimes we shy of passion. But I want to say to you this morning, you've got a dad cheering you on. And he's shouting from the heavens towards you. Cloud of witnesses. Run with it. Go. Do not lose your passion. Stand up. Be accounted for. Know what the Lord is doing in this season. He's not raising sons. He's raising fathers. Raising people in the image which he placed on us from the beginning. I love. This is the son I love, and my greatest delight is in him. When last have you heard the father shouted to you? This week I felt him whispering in my ear, you know, I love you so much. It's my birthday. I feel my dad's love. It just takes the light over me and just tells me, you know what? I'm pleased by you. The biggest thing that the Lord is taking me out is this performance-based thing. There was a time in my life where I was struggling with certain, um, certain sins. I remember early in our marriage, pornography was an issue. And I was struggling with certain hurts because of things of what happened in my past. And I could have all these excuses and stay in that excuses. But it was coming to the place where I experienced my dad's affection towards me. And all of a sudden, I've lost the desire to try and compete. You won't find me on Facebook. I think Marie calls herself a, a, a church virgin. I'm a, I'm a social media virgin. Because I'm I've, I've asked the Lord, I don't want to compete. I don't want a treadmill next to someone. You can't outrun the guy in the gym on the treadmill. And yet we are trying to compete in church thinking that if we do more, God will approve of us. Why? Because we are fatherless. You know what the Lord does in my heart in this season? 
It's embracing you. It's embracing me with his full love. And every time I go back to him and I say to him, Lord, but I've done this. And I've missed it here. And I've hurt this person. Now what he'll tell me? He'll grab me close to him. He says to me, I love you. I'm so pleased with you. I'm so thankful for you in my life. All of a sudden, all the pressure is gone. There was a lot of strife between myself and my brother. We were two brothers. And we grew up pretty much like Jacob and Esau. There was this strife. And I was the youngest of the two brothers. And all of a sudden, I just felt how the Lord is just dealing with certain hurts in my heart to try and to be also accepted. Now I want to say to you, church, if ever God is wanting to do something in your life, He doesn't need you to lay on the ground for half an hour. He needs you to stand in His presence and experience His goodness. He expects of you to come close and draw close to say, Dad, this is who I am. This is all my dirty laundry. Man, but I love you. And I know what you have done for me. Thank you. Thank you for the price that you pay. You know why do we confess? People, has made, I don't believe confession makes you for being forgiven. You don't confess to be forgiven because I've been forgiven once and forever. Jesus died once, never to die again. So why do we confess? So that my heart will feel liberated and I will have the liberty to draw close to the Father. That I will lose the excuse not to come close. That I would say, Father, this is you. What is this fatherless thing? I want to say to you, we are not fatherless. I might not have a physical dad. Last yesterday, I was celebrating my father-in-law, and I did. Myself and my wife, we, we went through certain things to honor him. Because we believe in the principle of honor. And we celebrate it because he's turning 70 this year, and we don't know how many years we might have him. I thought I was going to have Peter for another 20. He was planning on getting 140. He passed away on 69 last year. I said to myself, well, this is a time where I want to celebrate people. I want to celebrate. Marie gave us a word. And I want to say to you, there's a prophet. She gave a word. She said, it's a season of celebrating. It's a season. I want to say to you, arise, shine out of your morbidness and depression from which circumstances have kept you. Isaiah 60, if you read it in the Amplified, it says, arise, shine out of your morbidness and depression from which circumstances have kept you. Arise to the new you. How do you get out of morbidness and depression? You start realizing who you are. You start celebrating. It's time to get comfortable in your skin. Jelle vrouwens, al die tannies, wat so ongemakkelijk is. Jy hartlip, ek sê vir my vrou, man, jy hartlip of jou boude drol of wip, wat ook al. Jy enjoy. Jy own the beach. Okay? Nie dat daar enig iets drol daar nie, so by the way. Ek, Ek dink hier al sy ou wat meer confident is nie. Ek stap in so met reik neetling, en dan kry hy een insecurity complex. Ok? Ek weet al hy oom hier gecheck in hy, in hy, um, die boorraad onderbroek, en dan dans hy so. That's me. Beloof jy? Ek is so min insecure, soos wat jy kan kry. Want my identiteit leen nie in my gewig nie, in die saais van my broek, in die leen as my identiteit moes, moes ek elke keer insecure voel, as ek om, om Willem kom, want hy is hier die flip in die norme man. My hande smelt weg in sy hande. Dis die enigste keer dat ek sy sy golf neem. As ek om hom en bakkies boota is. 
Maar die gevolg is, het is anders as dit. Weet jy wat, en toe praat die met my oor feistlis. En ek wil vir die skrifgedeelte net lees, en just bear with me, kan ek toch so vijf minuten van julle tyd vat? Luister nie so feistlis, James 1.21. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure, and all forms of wicked conduct. Hy gee nou vir ons die rede, hoe kom ek wegbeweeg van sondag. Ek wil vir jy sê, ek kon nie pon ophou kyk, al wou ek nie. Een perverse hart, soek hy perversiteit. Wie kom uit een perverse achtergrond? Let's be honest about these things. Jy kan nie op jou eie ophou rook nie, al wil jy. Jy kan nie op jou eie ophou drink nie, al wil jy. Jy kan nie goed wees uit jouself uit nie, al wil jy. If you're struggling in the area of the flesh, you can't fight fire with fire. You need the grace of God. So listen here, this is how we deal with these type of conducts. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word. Who's the word of God? In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and it was with, with God, and it became flesh, and it dwelt amongst us. Who's this word? It's Jesus. So you absorb Jesus, and you become Jesus. You know what Jesus' main thing was? He says, I've only done what I've seen the Father do. So only thing that I do is I do what I see He has done, and I now follow Petrus and Paulus is what Jesus for. Why? Because He's following the Father. And listen here, which has been implanted within our nature for the word of life has power to continually deliver us. You need deliverance today? I want to say to you, you don't need to go to a counselor to get deliverance. You need to get into His presence and realize who you are. How do you get freed by things? How do you deal with certain hurts in your life? Is you identify what the Father says about you. It's only the Father that can heal the broken heart. It's only the Father that can reestablish who you are. Listen here, verse 22. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. Don't just read the word and do not take action on it. You need to believe what you read. Whenever you take the scriptures, you say, this is I. For God so loved Matthijs that he gave his son Jesus so that when Matthijs would believe in him, that he would not, Matthijs would never perish or die. But Matthijs would have eternal life. I've learned to read my name into the scriptures and to see him and his word in me. And listen here what he says to me. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. For that is the the essence of self-deception. The essence of self-deception. To deceive yourself is when you read the word and you don't believe it. You can't take it to heart. You don't believe the message. So always let the word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Woo! You won't believe. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Owens, wie van jullie is poets? Wie van, ek het jy nou niks country ou, so ek like van poets. Ek het my vrou actually poetry geskryf. Ek is een bloody goeie dichter. Nee? Ek is, ek, ek is, wie is het, Cupido? Was ek maar een dichter, dan sou ek kon beskryf hoe ek hoor jou voel en wat jy aan my doen. Jylle ken my story, ok? Wiki guy, maar dat is ok. Ok, so kort en lang is, ek is een groot poet, poet, nee. Nou kom die Heer en hy maak hier die stelling, hy sê, so always let his word become like poetry. 
as poetry jou sad maak, dan mis jy die idee van poetry. Poetry, wanneer God oor jou poet, die hele idee van die boek Psalms, is om jou te stig. Is die? Ok. Sorry. The whole idea of poetry is to establish you, is to make your heart feel liberated so that you want to come. You know when God starts writing poetry about you, hy kyk soms as a ding myself, hier is jou beer. Jy die mooiste arm, soos een geweer. Weet. Kan ek by jou nog iets leer? Elke keer. Ek ben so, meer en meer. Nou begin God oor my poetry skryf, nee. Dan begin het vaderlis, ek leef volgend lang, sal ek hier in die bed, nee. Gaan klim langs om in die bed, ek het net al, ek het nog voordat ek gaan sjouwer, ek het net al my bybel gelees, en ek gaan klim en ek hou so vast, ek sê van, weet jy wat, ek wil vir jou dankie sê, want jy het my kom gesond maak. En ek bou het oor hom. Ek love hom. Ek lavish myself oor hom. Weet jy vanochtend, nee, as jy kan toelaat dat God oor jou lavish, sal jy nooit, ooit, ooit weer onzeker wees nie. Jy sal na jou bank staat kyk en God begin prijs. Sê jy? Jy sal dink aan jou hewelijks challenges wat jy mag heen, jy gaan God begin prijs, because he's provided a way. Jy sing het nog net nie. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. There's a way. It just doesn't seem like. Amen? Luister mooi. Nou pou het hy oor jou, written and fulfilled by your life. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like a person who looks into a mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you. So you lees die Bible now. Sing you God your sing. You see... God, uh, you see how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and you forget your divine origin. Is dit nie mooi nie? Hier is die passion translation wat ek lees. You forget your origin. Jy vergeet, why are we fa- fatherless? Why are we faceless? Why are we in this position where we don't know how we look like? Because we look into that word and we forget it. Sit om neer en glo ons. Ons omstandighede meer as wat hy gesê. I want to say to you this morning, it's not the truth. If you are believing your circumstances, you're not believing what God is saying over your life, we are missing it. I'm not trusting God for millions of rands. I'm trusting God for the promise to come into fulfillment. And in that promise, there is certain things that is required. And whatever he, and however he wants to do it, if he wants to use a busman in the Western Cape to bring me gold out of a cave, I'm happy with it. Okay? However he wants to do it, I'm happy with whatever God wants to do. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law of liberty is the law, what's the perfect law of liberty? Wanneer jou God lief met jylle hart, jylle soe, al jou verstand en al jou kracht en jou naast is jyself. The one who looks into the law and know how much he's loved, who knows that God has loved you so much that he gave himself for you. That type of person, if you look and look into the perfect law of liberty, are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by that. And they experience God's blessing in all that they do. Who's blessed by this scripture? I want to say to you, you can't call yourself the nameless, faceless, fatherless generation anymore. We are not that. Marie started off this morning, she said, let's get into a dance. It's nothing more beautiful than when you see a male stand up and he starts dancing. 
Ik praat niet van een ou wat nou net kan toestep nie. Ek, ek weet jylle ouwens hou van so lekker, ek het op jylle trouwe, jylle gooi. But, I'm talking about, who has ever seen that dance is spiritual? The Indians dance, the Zulus dance, it's a spiritual thing, which they came into. We have lost the idea of dance. I've been speaking about this for weeks, because this is the topic the Father has me on. So he said to me, Matthijs, parasitliasis means to come into the perfect unity, to come into rhythm with the same dance that the Father is dancing over us. The early church father, they wrote this, this theology. They wrote this theology about parasitliasis. And parasitliasis means literally to be in constant movement with the Father. If you ever want to do yourself a favor, go and read this. This is called the triune God. We've got this whole teaching about the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. It's not about it. It's about the perfect relationship and being in step with one another. And that is what God is calling the church in for. What I want to call you into for the, today, I want to call you in, into agreement with what God has said over your life. Um, there's a song that is written by Kim Walker, and she sings, I come out of agreement with the lies that you have taught me and what I've believed. And then she makes a statement. She says, I come into agreement with the promises of what God has said over my life. Protector, you never, ever, ever let me go. I want you this morning, I want us to stand, before we stand, for a few seconds, let's just bow our heads. If you came into the church this morning, You've never accepted Jesus into your life. I want to challenge you, because this is the heart of the fathers, that when one sinner comes in, the dad celebrates the one, the one coin, the one son. If you've never, and you are unsure about your relationship with the father, just stay where you are, I want you to raise your hand. If you need to meet, make right this morning, you say, Lord, I want to get right with you. I want you to come into the father's perfect liberty. I want you just to raise your hand, just where you sit. Thank you, Jesus. Just raise your hand. We're entering now the most beautiful part. Now, if you are failing in your identity, if you are falling in your identity, you are failing, you're saying, Lord, I'm feeling so insecure in this season. I feel insecure in my sexuality. I feel insecure in my finances. Anything you might feel insecure about, just there where you are, I want you just to raise your hand as an acknowledgement because the Father wants to see you this morning. Now, I can't tell you to be white or black and I can't tell you to be the church. So I want to make it, give permission now for people just to stand up and let's minister to one another. Jimmy, do me Aussie. Warren, do my hands.
begegnet mir auch dazu, und bittet mir dafür, weil ich mich dort auch. Ja, nicht mit der Baba und Sarums. Ich hoffe, dass ich mich nicht mehr so mit ihm.